Hi, everyone. Welcome to Joshua Live. I'm Gary Tepabadli. Today's episode is about coming from the dark, which is the illusion, into the light, which is a more accurate view of your reality. What Joshua is saying in this one, and in most of the others, they're coming down to this really deep definition of what feels good compared to what feels bad. Since your emotions are guidance, your inner self is always guiding you to feel better. Well, that is a choice of perspective, because as you're perceiving reality accurately, you're going to feel better. When you're perceiving reality inaccurately, you're going to be sent guidance in the form of negative emotion, which doesn't feel good. Since this is a feeling reality and all we're ever doing is feeling something, our guidance is dependent upon our strength of emotional sensitivity. The more emotionally sensitive we are, the more we really feel when we're perceiving our reality accurately or inaccurately. And all this has to do with your perspective. So the higher perspective you have on yourself in all areas of your life will allow you to experience everything in more joy because you're seeing it more accurately. The accurate representation of who you are is a limitless, magnificent, and eternal being of pure positive love and acceptance. When you see yourself as a victim, you'll get guidance in the form of negative emotion because it is not true. When you allow yourself to see the truth of who you are, you'll be perceiving reality more accurately and therefore you'll be sent guidance in the form of positive emotion. And you know this to be true in your life. Every time you've had fun, every time you thought things were going well, every time you thought that things were working out for you or that you're the career of your reality, you're going to feel good. You always have felt good. Anytime you perceive yourself as a victim or drop your perspective, you're going to feel negative emotion. And so you've asked, how do I feel good? And you've been led step-by-step to these teachings and other teachings that show you the way to feel good is through a higher perspective of yourself in every area of your life. But here's the rub. In order to create a better feeling future, you believe that you can improve or your conditions can improve, or the other people can improve, or something can be different than it is. Now, this comes from urges when you don't feel good. When you are dropping your perspective and perceiving yourself as a victim, meaning that outside conditions and people make you feel something, well, then you're receiving negative emotion in the form of guidance because it is not true. The highest perspective you can achieve is perfection in the moment. You're perfect, the conditions are perfect, and everyone else is playing their part perfectly. You're the creator of your reality, and you are able to choose how you see everything. But if you want things to get better, if you perceive that anything is wrong right now, or that your past was wrong, or if you're worried about the future, you're certainly going to be given negative emotion. From that, you're going to receive urges to change the conditions. If you act on those urges you're going to go on a detour exploring who you're not, the inauthentic version of you. So you have to endeavor to see yourself always from this higher perspective and not drop that perspective. Endeavor to see the perfection because the perfection is there. There's an illusion in place that causes you to perceive things are wrong or bad. That is the darkness. So our path is how do we figure out how to see through the illusion to what's real? Well, it turns out that the more often you see yourself from the higher perspective, the more often you are looking for perfection, the more often you'll see it. And since there's an illusion in place, you'll have to remember that that illusion is always 
going to highlight what you think is wrong. It's your work then to see through that illusion, to see the perfection. And this is hard to do because without a possibility of improvement, there's no way you can manifest or create or control your reality enough so that in future moments you'll feel better. Then you're sort of at a sticking point here if you're hoping, wishing, praying for things to get better. The idea here is to practice, 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 seeing the perfection as much as you can, as much as you'll believe in the present moment, and then working on those beliefs that are limiting you, limiting you from seeing perfection or from seeing yourself as perfect. There is a myth or a preponderance of belief systems that have been taught to us that say, no one's perfect, nothing's perfect, everything can be improved. But the fact remains that once the present moment has manifested, it cannot be changed. And so the definition really of perfection is that which I cannot change. When you zoom out on anything, when you look at like the universe, for instance, you can see the perfection in the universe. You're not going to change anything because really it doesn't affect you. There's nothing you can do about it. When it gets closer and closer and closer, when you zoom in, you start noticing all the little cracks and crevices and things you'd like to improve. But when you can say, no, that's got to be perfect too, and just see how it's perfect, you'll break through that illusion and you'll see more of the truth. And this is what Josh was talking about in this episode. It's quite advanced. You might want to listen to it a few times. There's a lot of great questions, and I think you're going to really enjoy this one. Before we get going, we are just about to wrap up the first group of the activations. This is going to be a group of 100 people all over the world. In this group, you get to bring in a friend for free. And if you'd like to have more information, if there are still spots available, I will uh, make sure that you get into those. But otherwise, we'll have a new one in January, along with a new basic training and foundations course. We'll, we'll start right in the beginning of January. We're also going to be in New York City on December 17th to do an in-person and live activation there, plus energy healing and things like that should be a really fun time. If you're going to be there on that weekend, the weekend before Christmas, it's December 17th, which is a Sunday. We're going to go from 1030 to about 130. We have space for about 20 people altogether, and it'll be a great opportunity to hang out with us. So if you'd like more information on that, send me an email to garybodley at gmail.com, and I'll send you all the information. All right, let's get ready for this episode. We are thrilled to be here. Hi, Hi Joshua. Hello. Hi, Joshua. You must remember that you are all magnificent, limitless, and eternal beings of pure positive love and acceptance. You can't remember that. It doesn't seem like that. You don't feel connected. You forget who you are. But that's the game here. The game is to come from the dark into the light. Well, the funny thing about the dark is you don't think it's dark. You're fully aware of what you see, hear, taste, touch, and smell. Your physical senses are overwhelming. But underneath it all, there is this light, this light that is not quite visible to most. But when you rise through the densities, when you see yourself from a higher perspective, when you endeavor to act on inspiration, when you consider yourself more than you were yesterday, more than you think you are, when you hold on to that vision of you or that idea that you are the creator of your reality and that everything is working out perfectly for you, every event is shaped and molded and created so that you can have an experience. And in that experience, you can see the perfection. You can see the perfection of you of all the other people, of those conditions, of that event itself. And yet you will 
look at it in the darkness. You will look at it in the fear. You will superimpose an identity onto that, and that will reflect back to you what you're thinking about yourself, who you think you are, how capable, how worthy, how intelligent, how much of a creator or not a creator you are. And when those occasions come up that point out limiting beliefs, you will drop your perspective and sink back into an imaginary state of victimhood. This victimhood is the darkness. It is the illusion. It's never true. It's not true. It can't be true. The imperfection that you perceive is happening there is a control mechanism because you can always correct some wrong. You can always fix some problem. You can always improve in some way. But if, what if that was not possible? What if it was impossible to improve perfection? What if everything and everyone and every condition was the perfect reflection of who you were being in that moment, how you were seeing yourself in that moment, what you were believing to be true in that moment? It's just a reflection of that. Now, if you were to expand your identity, your belief system, if you were to process the fear, see how irrational that fear is, well, then you'd be able to act on more inspiration. You'd have a deeper connection to your inner self. You'd be doing more things, having more experiences, taking more action, having more adventures, and allowing your course to go where it will go. Imagine that prior to your birth, you set up a roadmap, a roadmap that would lead from birth to death. And on this path that you were going to follow, you were going to have experiences. How you perceive those experiences would have to do with your perspective at the time. In order to perceive the experiences as wonderful, as exactly what you wanted, as enough to receive all the information that's contained in those experiences, and to get whatever you could get out of it, you'd be better off doing so from a higher perspective. Therefore, the guidance that you're receiving is always showing you the higher perspective. But sometimes you don't see that, or you don't want to see that. Many times you want to hold on to this idea that improvement is possible. Because if you could improve, this gives you a sense that in the future, you would be feeling better than you feel now. But in all honesty, and in all logic, you could see that if you chose to see the events as perfect now, you'd feel better. Not only would you feel better, but you would take yourself out of the experience that you do not prefer. And you would move yourself into a way of thinking that it would simply allow you to feel better. Why would it allow you to feel better? Because from a higher perspective, you are perceiving your reality more accurately. Your emotions that you're feeling are guidance. When you're perceiving reality inaccurately, you will receive negative emotion. Negative emotion to you does not feel good. You would prefer to feel positive emotion. When you're perceiving reality accurately, guess what happens? You receive positive emotion. It is indicating that how you're seeing reality is more accurate than if you were seeing reality from the perspective of the victim. So there's two perspectives to look at. The perspective of the creator. I don't know how I chose this experience. I don't know how I manifested this event. I don't know what exactly is in this event for me. I don't know what exactly it's showing me. All I know is I feel either positive or negative emotion. In feeling positive emotion, 
you are somehow, some way choosing to see yourself as the creator or more as the creator of your reality. And every time you feel negative emotion, every single time you've dipped down from a higher emotional state of being into a lower emotional state of being because you think something is wrong. Well, how do you fix something that's wrong? Do you control it? Do you act on urges to change it? Do you wish, hope, and pray it was different? Well, all that comes from the perspective of the victim. From the perspective of the creator, somehow, some way, you look at it from a higher viewpoint. Maybe that's curiosity. Maybe that's compassion. Maybe that's realizing that in time, you will feel better. You will raise your perspective. You will see yourself as the creator. Somehow, some way, you will see some good in this event. In time, you know that your perspective will automatically shift. It will move back up to your set point, wherever that is. And as soon as you do, you'll receive positive emotion or you'll get back to feeling the way you normally feel. And that's because now, after time has gone by and you've had a little space between the event and where you are, you can look back on it and you can actually see the information that you were meant to get in that experience. Now, most humans really can't do this because they do not understand the rules of the game. But you all have been practicing with this enough that the distance between the event that you think is wrong or bad and where you end up being able to see the perfection in it, or at least the good in it, is getting shorter and shorter and shorter. The period of time between the two is remarkably less than it might have been three, four, five years ago before you realize this information. You don't really understand how good you feel compared to other people. Now you are emotionally sensitive, so the swings are quite remarkable and you really notice when you don't feel good and you probably really notice when you do feel good. Well, most humans are more muted in these feelings. They don't come in with such high emotional sensitivity because this is not the game they came to play. They simply came to play what is it like to be a human in physical reality on earth, feeling separate, forgetting who you are at this amazing time of awakening? They aren't ready to be the leaders and teachers and lead by the example that you are. You have something in your vibration that you came with, you set up your trajectory perfectly, and you made it to this information. Whether you're on this call now or listening at a later date, you did everything you needed to do to get here now. In this moment right now, you can see perfection. You can see how good it is, how interesting it is, how it's answering some of the questions that you may have, that you're even asking questions in the first place. You are understanding it to a degree. You are getting something out of it. And you are now thinking about your life in a new way, in a way that is more accurate than how you may have perceived it in the past and how most humans are perceiving their reality. In this accurate perception of reality, you are feeling good. But how do you know you're feeling good? Because you have nothing to compare it to. You do not know how your neighbor feels, your friends feel, your family feel. You don't understand how they're feeling. And you assume that they feel the same way you do. But we want to assure you because of the work that you've done and the attention that you're paying to this and other teachings, that you've come to consider yourself at a new level. You've broken through to higher densities 
simply in your habit of thought, thinking a new way, entertaining the possibility that you could be the creator of your reality, that things could be working out for you, that everything has a purpose to it, and there's information to be gleaned in every experience. When you realize that you're on this journey of self-discovery, then you're letting go of what you thought you wanted to an extent. And in that, your perception is just clearer. That's a simple fact. And because of that, you're receiving more positive emotion than negative emotion. In the times when some event happens and you drop that perspective, you really feel it. And you do something about it. You either look at it differently or you realize there's something in it for you or that it's part of your journey, but you're looking at it differently and you recover from these events much quicker. Gary was talking to a friend recently and he was talking about how in the past he may have stewed over things for days and days and days and days and days. And now a few hours go past and he's back to normal, back to feeling good. The funny thing about feeling good is it's a set point. It's a reference point. And there's nothing to compare it to because you can't really remember how you actually felt in the past. Those memories are removed from you. They don't help you at all. But you can look back and you can say, well, I did act on this urge and I was in this fear and I really thought it was wrong and possibly I acted on this urge and that didn't turn out the way I thought it would turn out. And you could see how your behavior and your actions were affected because of your perspective of yourself back then. It was a more limited perspective. You acted on many more urges to change conditions. And now you got into this idea of acceptance and allowing and going with the flow and seeing this path for what it really is. It was a path designed by infinite intelligence by you in your magnificence, knowing what you know prior to your birth. It was planned out perfectly. And all the people in your life, you're beginning to realize that they're there to support you in this massive shift in perspective over one lifetime. And when we say massive shift in perspective, we are not kidding here. In the last 30, 20 years, those of you who have come to this higher idea these more profound ways of thinking have massively shifted your perspective. And this has led you into lighter, easier, faster densities. In these densities, your natural set point is much more joy, much more contentment, much more confidence. But there are still times when you're holding yourself back, perceiving yourself as, as a victim in certain areas of your life. We and White Light and others have endeavored to point out that a balanced perspective of yourself in every area of your life will be the most profound way to move up to even higher densities. In these higher densities, you just simply have more clarity. You can look at things, especially those things you're not attached to, such as the lives of your friends and family, and you can see what's going on in their lives. You can realize acting on these urges and abiding by these irrational fears is only causing them to go off in detours. But you must realize that for them, this is the experience they wanted. This is the experience that will lead them to future lives where they have more awareness and more awareness and understand who they are 
and move from this illusion of separation to the truth, which is connection. You are a mass consciousness within an illusion of separation. You are masters forgetting who you are. Now, who would come here? Who would come here of all the infinite realities to explore? The one where you can't remember who you are and you have this illusion of disconnection and separation. It must be those who are willing to go on a thrill ride to come from the darkness into the light. You have heard the statement many times before, but it doesn't make sense because, well, there is no darkness. You see what's going on. You have your senses. But what's beneath those senses, if those senses were switched off and you had your direct communication with your inner self, you would be in the light. Could be a dark room, but somehow, some way, you can navigate that room without sight. Some way, somehow, you can know things without someone else telling you these things. You can have these other senses that are coming online, these empathic abilities that are far superior than your five physical senses when you navigate the higher densities. This is why for many of you, these senses are starting to come online for you. But the overwhelming reliance on your five physical senses sort of obscures it, makes it foggy, gets it in the way. You don't really trust those empathic abilities. How do you know this thing you just know? How do you feel this thing that you cannot see? How do you believe something that no one else believes? Well, you're doing that now. You're talking to infinite intelligence right now. There are 8 billion people on this planet, and yet only a handful of you are at the density where you can understand this information, where you can push past a belief that says this is not real you are starting to realize that everything is real, that everything is actually happening all at the same time, that what the 3D reality presents to you is the only illusion. The things that have been passed down through the ages in all different societies across this whole planet where there was no ability for them to speak to each other and share the information, they seem to be present in all these cultures. They have the same stories. They are telling the same fables. They have similar gods and goddesses. And all of these things are showing up now in your spirit guides. Isn't that fascinating that you can come to believe these things and understand them when your friends and family will think you're silly for this? You see, you're the ones who are really understanding more about what's going on here only because you're able to open up your belief system. The beliefs that you've had before were limiting. And as you've processed one after another, after another limiting belief, you're rising in density and the illusion starts to evaporate. Once that illusion evaporates, once the fear is no longer present, that's when you feel better because there is nothing to fear. It's all part of this elaborate game that you came to play. And the fact that you are rising through these identities and shifting this perspective higher and higher and higher is proof that the illusion has no real hold on you. And you are able to actually alter beliefs that were never true. When you do this, 
you become an example to others. But we ask you, what are you afraid of? The thing you're afraid of most is rejection. Rejection from people who cannot see what you see. And some of you really want to be part of that group. And you fear losing your friends and family for discussing these ideas. But what are you really doing? You're not being the example that you came to be. And therefore, there'll be a conflict within you that says, well, I really find this information fascinating, but I can't talk to anyone about it because they'll think I'm nuts. Would they really? Are you sure? Have you actually approached them? Have you actually shared a video or a book or a podcast and said, what do you think about this? Because as soon as you get on board with what you are believing and how it's helped you and the friends you've met in this community, it'll become easier to see it in the eyes of others. This is what compassion is. You don't have to care if they believe you or not. You don't need to worry about them leaving you because they think you're strange. They don't have the ability to see what you see until you share it with them, until you become the example, until you stand up unwaveringly in what you know to be true, even though they're not there yet. Because as soon as you do, they'll catch up. And when they do, it will change your life and their lives as well. And with that, we'd like to talk to you about anything you'd like to talk about. Who'd like to start? Hi, Joshua. Daryl. Besides meditation and now DNA activations, are there other techniques and tools that will help us come online and have our psychic abilities quickly? For example, we've heard of things like crystals, tarot cards, muscle testing, chanting, traveling to sacred energy spots, or simply even using powerful words of I am. Are there any things that you recommend that will help expedite us having our special abilities? Everything will be based on your belief system. What tools and techniques do you have that will allow you to process limiting beliefs? Beliefs that keep you from living the life you intended to live, from experiencing the life you intend to experience, from choosing the perspective that you are a little bit different, a little bit more advanced, a little bit on the leading edge of thought, willing to take the risk and try something new. The beliefs keep you limited. That's all they are. That's all they do. Sure, from your perspective, they keep you feeling safe. Okay, that's great. But in that feeling safe and in that living small and in that not being who you intended to be, you will have inner conflict. The only way out of that inner conflict is to open up a belief system. So how do you open that belief system? Well, you can look at manifestation events, find the limiting belief that's being triggered from that manifestation event, process it, prove to yourself it's not true, find evidence that it's not true, and then go full circle and appreciate everyone and every aspect of that event for showing you this one limiting belief. As you open a limiting belief, you will be guided to an experience through inspiration. If you act on the inspiration, you'll get information that further processes the limiting belief because the limiting belief is just a belief without information. Now, 
you only have beliefs. You do not know anything. You believe things to be true. Some things you believe so much that you call it knowing, but you don't actually know. You will never actually know. So all you have is a set of beliefs that you use to navigate your reality. What you believe about yourself is key here because your perspective is those beliefs. The more you believe that you are capable and worthy and intelligent and able to experience anything in joy, when you realize that others are supporting you through the manifestation events, through the love, through the being present and reflecting back to you how you think about yourself, you raise your perspective. As you raise your perspective, you literally move to densities where the illusion is less. That's where you start to see what's really happening here. And it is a exponential move upwards, 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 upwards to the limit of your beliefs. So we say prior to having an experience, see if you can see the perfection in it. Now, what would make it easier to see the perfection in every experience? You would choose to raise your perspective of yourself prior to the experience. As you have the experience, you are looking for information. You are saying, how could this be for me? Why was this entire thing set up for me? And then after the experience, you'll look back, you'll raise your perspective even more, and you'll see the perfection of that experience. Now, certainly this is a little bit easier when you are planning any experience, but you still have to raise that perspective. So imagine you're invited to a conference for a work thing. There's a thousand people showing up there. And from a normal human perspective, you would say, okay, I'm just one of a thousand people here. It's just organized by the organizers. And I'm going to watch some speakers who I'll probably know more than I do because they're experts in this industry. And then I'll learn something and I'll use what I learned to help my career or whatever it is. That's a typical human perspective. To get into that experience though, the perspective has to be relatively high. There's only a thousand people going to this conference. There's only people involved in your career going to the conference. If you lived in East Africa, it's unlikely you'd be invited to this conference. So you're an American, you're in this field and you're invited to this conference. That's a pretty high perspective and that's why you're there. How could you raise that even more? You could understand that the entire conference was organized for one person. One person to get information that will shift their perspective. Every single one of those people who are coming to that conference are supporting this one person. And if this one person can shift their perspective high enough, they'll get information that others cannot get because it's not for them. And when they've gone through this experience and look back to see the perfection in that experience, then they will have shifted their perspective even more. And that one person is always you, no matter what the experience is. Now, this is beyond belief for many of you, for most of you. You will not say, oh, sure, they all got inspired to put on this conference so that I could go and see something about myself. That's literally what happened. Because those of you who are here now, those of you who are listening to this information, those of you who understand any of this, 
whether it's now or in the future, you are the ones who have come because of your innate power to have a massive shift in perspective in this lifetime. All of you who have the shift in perspective are raising the consciousness of this entire planet. Can you imagine that? The shift of perspective. It's like a match hitting a matchbox slowly over the course of your life, becoming a flame and glowing brightly as you light up the match on the side of this matchbox. All of you doing it exactly at the same time in all different parts of this planet. Everyone who's around you is affected by this bright flame of this match that is your rise in perspective and is shaping and shifting the entire consciousness of the planet. Now, you will say, in order to get to that perspective, I must do a lot of work. I must take a lot of courses. I must process a lot of limiting beliefs. I must endeavor to be on this path the entire time. I dare not make a mistake. I dare not think of myself from a limited perspective or pretend that I'm a victim because bad things will happen to me. This is the limit of your perspective. While it is so much higher than the average person on the street, it is still quite limited compared to where you could be if you simply allowed for the possibility of this perfect moment, perfect person, perfect event, everything working for you literally so that you could do what you came to do even more effectively. Now, how high will you allow yourself to go? A lot of you came in to create trajectories in order to have a massive shift. There were certain key aspects of your life that had to be in place. Had you experienced your adulthood within a society that was very limited in their ability to adjust beliefs, you would not have much of this perspective shift. This is why nearly all of you are living in your adult life in a Western society, especially North America. Those in Eastern European countries, in Asian countries, very difficult for them to have a massive shift in perspective because they are surrounded by those in much fear. You could be born in that. You could have a culture of that, a family of that. But at some point, like Gary did and many of you, you would have to end up in North America or in a Western society where freedom of thought was more acceptable. But you had to come in at a low enough perspective of worthiness to have this massive shift over your lifetime. And so you chose interesting conditions, the parents, the way you were raised, the way people talked generally about you specifically, and you adopted limiting beliefs. Those limiting beliefs were confronted by an emotional sensitivity where you had to find answers. You could not wallow in these limiting beliefs and this negative emotion for very long. And so you're drawn to these teachings and other teachings and ways of being that it would allow you to alter your perspective of yourself, not necessarily to change the conditions while you may have played with that for a while, trying to prove yourself in some area. Generally speaking, you were looking for esoteric information that would lead to a fundamental shift in your conscious awareness of what's happening in this reality. 
And all of you have done that. So when you look at your life, you'll say, who else has had a mother like that or a father like that or an upbringing like that or have come from this to that? You see how you set it all up perfectly. You can look back, but you consider yourselves equal, which of course you are, but not special because of the fundamental grounding or the indoctrination upon you of unworthiness. Who am I to be this, that, and the other thing? I'm not special. I'm not powerful. I'm not any of this. This is fundamentally holding on to a state of victimhood as a security blanket. Because if you cast off that security blanket, well, you might get too big for your britches and something might happen and you might get other people pointing you out or criticizing you. And of course, coming from that trajectory, you are fundamentally in fear of rejection because you faced rejection in childhood. Fundamentally, it's a universally shared fear, but in those of you who are coming for this massive shift in perspective, it is quite extraordinary how powerful that fear is. Now, moving past that fear, processing that one fear, fear of rejection, fear of what other people think, fear of actually thinking of yourself in higher terms, will create for you everything you truly want because the perspective needed to enjoy this life fully and to be the example that you came to be is radically higher than where it is for most of you. And this work that you're doing, all of it together, the courses, the community, the sharing information, the acting on inspiration, the activations, all of this cumulatively is leading you in this direction of opening belief systems. Fundamentally, it is a belief system issue, a belief system that is absolutely inaccurate and the cause of all suffering or all conflict, all internal conflict and external conflict as well. You are just not seeing yourself from a perspective that's accurate whatsoever. And while many of you have gone on this wild, fun ride from limited to much less limited, it's still relatively limited to where you will be going. The stumbling block or the limitation you place in yourself is seeing yourself even higher in all areas of your life. Many of you will say, I do not want to do this thing. And you are saying it's a preference, but you're not realizing it's fear. The thing you're inspired to do, you automatically imagine the worst case scenario instead of imagining the best case scenario. Not that one or the other will happen. It's that you will see it from a higher perspective only after you've had the experience. You will see the perfection. You will see the truth of it. You will gain knowledge. You will gain wisdom. All of this, everything you truly want from actually having the experience. How do you move past the fear to have these experiences you're inspired to have? you have to look at your belief system because the belief is being triggered not just by the manifestation event, but by the inspiration itself. You are saying, what will happen if I act on this inspiration? And you are coming up with an imaginary pathway that you think will lead to negative emotion. Ironically, since you're so emotionally sensitive, this is the thing you fear the most. And of those fears, 
rejection is number one. Get past this fear of rejection, you'll gain massive levels of confidence. You will attract people you can't even imagine meeting now. You'll develop relationships and friendships, and you'll access intelligence beyond what you could possibly perceive. All the questions that you're asking, Daryl, will come to you as they're coming to you now, and you are the perfect example of this. By looking at your trajectory, your past, your family, and seeing it not from the perspective of the victim, but how did you actually create this and how do they actually support you? All those people that you resented for not loving you the way you wished they would have loved you, you can see now that they were serving you. For had they loved you the way that you wanted them to love you, you would be living a very small life. You would be moving very little in perspective over the course of your life. You would just be going around mumbling and grumbling, perceiving yourself as a victim, and you would make up reasons that you're a victim because they were so loving. You couldn't look at them, so you would have made up something else. And the shift in perspective would not have happened. You are the poster child for a massive shift in perspective. And the result of this is the intelligence that's flowing to you now, the superpower that's coming online for you. And everyone around you sees it. And do you see how being this example of a shift in perspective is allowing others to say, well, if Daryl could do it, I can do it too. Thank you, Joshua. Excellent. Who's next? Hi, Joshua. It's Ondine. Ondine. Hi. Listening to you, something has come into my mind to ask you. As you know, I have restaurants. And on Friday night in one of my restaurants, the main one that I work in, there was a couple at a table. And when I went to clear their plates, she commented on my nail color. And I have a very specific color on my nails. And the reason why I have the color on my nails is because I once passed a nun wearing the same color in that beautiful blue outfit. And she gave me the most wonderful smile and something about it. I went and researched who the nuns were what order they came from, and I've always worn that color on my nails. So the lady commented on my nails, and she then started talking about chakras. And I said to her, oh, are you into things woo-woo? Because I wasn't going to say any more than that. She said, oh, yes, I'm into everything woo-woo. End of the evening, they left. An hour later, the police arrived. I didn't know what it was about initially, but I walked from behind the bar to speak to them and they showed a photograph. And the photograph was of the couple who had been sitting on that table and they had assaulted a woman a few yards out of our restaurant up the street and punched her in the face five times and knocked her out. And there's a long story to it, but initially, uh, my partner had said, no, I'm not sure here. I recognize them. Then my two staff recognized them. And we said, yes, they had been in the restaurant. And I'm just thinking now, what could this be for? What was the perfection? 
what's the belief system in this? Now, I, it didn't give me a manifestation event at all. It gave everybody else a manifestation event, including our chef, who actually looked through the glass window from the kitchen and for some reason thought the police had come from him and he ran away and hid outside. So it, I, I, I don't think it was for me, but I, I'd like to ask you, um, you know, it's not a nice thing. It didn't affect me too badly, but I would like to ask you, since I was speaking to her about spiritual things, how could something like that have happened less than half an hour later? It was there to show you judgment. What was your opinion of the couple when you received the compliment and had the conversation of something that you had in common? You might have perceived them as a lovely couple. Is that true? Yes, they were very, very nice. Absolutely. What was your perception of them after you heard that possibly they were involved in this altercation? I was quite surprised. Did your opinion of them go up or down based on what you heard from the police officer? Well, at the time, it didn't really change. It was only afterwards that I heard that the gentleman had hit the woman in the face. And in my view, in my upbringing, you never hit a woman. So it did change as soon as I knew that a woman had been hit. Yes. Excellent. What did you know about the couple? when you formed the positive opinion of them? The opinion I formed, they were out to dinner, they were having a nice dinner, they were having a meal, they were having a bottle of wine, they were enjoying themselves. And so th with that information, you formed an opinion that this is a nice couple. Yeah. A yeah. very high perspective. And they complimented you and you had something to talk to in common. Now, had you never met them and just heard about some random couple that assaulted a woman outside of your doorway, what would you have thought of that? You would have said they were wrong. They were bad. How horrible that this happened in this area. They should be locked up. But you still didn't have any information. And you will never have all the information. And you will never actually know if that's the same couple. Why would you believe it's the same couple? Why would you even believe that they were a couple? You were taking things for granted. You were using the limited amount of information that you had to form a judgment. This is what is going on in your physical reality with 99.99999% of every single person you meet, event that happens, subject you learn about, you have very little information and yet you're making quite extensive judgment calls and all these things. You will notice, though, how your chef reacted and how your servers reacted. Of those, from your perspective now, where this didn't phase you too much, you could say, well, the servers were more upset about it, and the chef was really upset about it because he ran away. You can actually pinpoint what density they're in where their fear is within at least that subject or within their perspective of themselves. They possibly could have imagined had they said something wrong to this customer that they could have been punched out. They were in some sort of danger. And everything is a reflection of that. 
the chef being the most in fear, hiding in the kitchen, not even able to perform a job where he can speak to the public, is in the most fear, you see? Now, you might have looked at this as if all four of you are looking at it from the exact same perspective. This is never true. You could have imagined that all four of them had the same opinion about this couple or the conditions of the restaurant that night. This is not true. Everyone is gleaning something completely unique based in, we'll say, their density or wherever their perspective is on themselves. Those in more fear will need to protect themselves. How do they do it? They judge harshly. They are quick to condemn. They want to prosecute. They want laws to be written to save them, to make sure that things like that doesn't don't happen to them. They are outraged when these events happen. They are the most outspoken of them. They are not calm, cool, and collected. They are being triggered because their belief system is so much more limited. And their perception themselves is that of a victim, perceiving that people like this can create in their reality. You could have been absolutely best friends with this couple and know full well that they, from time to time, assault ladies on the street because you don't have all the information. You do not know why that woman who was assaulted, if that even is a real story, you have no clue if this is the same couple, if anyone was actually assaulted, if that was even a police officer. You're assuming all of it based in your density, where you are. Your assumptions are far less judgmental, far less fearful than the assumptions of other people who are in the situation. Look at the police officer. Look at what he's doing to ramp up the drama in that situation. Or was he being calm, cool, and collected? Was he simply gaining the facts? Or was he interested in triggering those who witnessed the event and delighting in the shock in their eyes, having come so close to potential serial killers? You see? Everything is based in perspective. If your perspective is limited, you're going to experience everything within the illusion of fear. You're going to act on more urges. You're going to try and control conditions, and none of it is going to work. Of course, based in that limited perspective and your in pre-birth intentions, you're going to have manifestation events leading you to a higher perspective. But if you're not aware of this process, that everything is leading you to a higher perspective, then you're going to stay small in fear. Yet what happens when those of you who have come to lead these exponential lives try to protect yourselves and stay small in fear, you're going to create inner conflict and attract more manifestation events that point out these limiting beliefs. If you're not doing the work and you have these pre-birth intentions that you all have that are very powerful, if you're not going with the flow and choosing specifically higher perspectives in every event such as this, you're going to have negative emotion. You're going to receive urges. You're going to have desire to separate yourself even more. And that's going to build up inner conflict because those manifestation events will not stop for you. If you are holding on to a limited perspective of yourself, perceiving that outside conditions can make you feel something, i.e. a victim, and you have strong intentions to be 
the creator and to experience the massive shift in perspective over the course of your life, those manifestation events are going to come stronger and stronger and stronger until you've had enough of the experience. As soon as you start raising your perspective, will these events stop? Of course not. They will continue, yet you'll be able to move within that event seeing more perfection, not being afraid, not being stirred up by those who are complaining and condemning other people. You must remember that in this reality that you find yourselves in, the primary law is the law of attraction. You can see from this experience that the vibration of the couple and this woman, if it was a real thing, was to show this woman where she was perceiving herself. And she got a smack in the face. You enter the situation, and now the vibration of that couple matches your vibration. Otherwise, they couldn't be with you. And instead of you getting punched and knocked out, you get a compliment. You have a fun conversation. You see a lovely couple, a completely different scenario based in one thing only, your perspective, i.e. your vibration. Your vibration affected their vibration. They were different completely with you compared to this woman down the street. This was done deliberately to show you where your perspective is compared to the woman who got punched and beat up down the street. Now, do you see the perfection in this scenario that was brought for you and that everyone in that restaurant, the chef, the staff, this couple, all the other customers, they originated, played their part, lived their lives to be there at that moment for you so that you could see this one very clear and obvious example of a difference in vibration. Yes, I did think that because I didn't have a bad perception of them at all. And then this incident happened. Thank you so much. Thank you, Joshua. It doesn't matter your perception of them. It's your vibration, your perspective of yourself. Your perspective of yourself compared to the woman. Just think of that perspective difference. What was she thinking about herself? What was her vibration that she would attract such a situation if this was even true? We have to stress the point here that none of this may have actually happened, that there was no woman, that there was no incident. This was orchestrated without the drama just so that you could tell the story on this platform where millions of people will listen to this scenario and realize, oh, yes, this is evidence of a higher perspective or a higher vibration. At this higher vibration, people are completely different around me. They cannot be another way. At a limited perspective or a limited vibration, a lower vibration, they are completely different around me. Gary used to say, I hate that person. And he would have friends that liked that person. It's like, how could anyone like this person that he hated? Because around Gary, he was a different person. It takes two to tango. And your vibration matches the event that people creates the event. Now, you can't go around just saying, I want to have a high vibration. I want a 
have a vibration so that only good things happen to me. You want to say, I want to be shown my vibration, no matter where it is, in examples like this. And so if you find yourself being punched seven times in the face by a otherwise nice <laughs> couple, you might want to look at what you're thinking about yourself. And if you find yourself having a pleasant conversation with a couple of thugs, you might realize your vibration has an effect, not just on the people near you, but on the entire planet. This is the work. This is the benefit that you are offering humanity. It's no small thing at all. Thank you. Excellent. We have time for one silly question. Who's got the silliest question in the history of the universe? Excellent. Maybe. <laughs> Um, it's actually about uh, deja vu. So I had um, an episode of deja vu uh, a couple months ago. And uh, I know that deja vu is um, correlated a lot with uh, the, the process of inversion or awakening. And so I kind of want to understand why and what's really going on there. Is it that, you know, when you have like a shift in perspective that like one reality is ending and another reality is beginning? Like, I just I just was curious because... Uh, it was like an odd experience for me. And I just was wondering like what was actually going on with Deja. Can you explain the details of that experience? Uh, I just had a moment where I was going through a process like in the morning, like part of sort of like my morning routine. And um, I thought I had the feeling that like I'd already done it. <laughs> and that's, that's what happened. And were you almost able to tell what was going to happen next? Was I almost, uh, I don't know if I was able to tell what was ha going to happen next. I actually just didn't do the thing that I normally do because I thought that I already did it, but I was questioning whether or not I did. <laughs> well, there's many layers to, to this phenomenon called deja vu. And we will say that essentially it's the realization that you're skipping over a timeline, that you have, that there's all these timelines that exist. Now, you're moving timelines all the time, so timelines is no big deal. But it's the jumping over a timeline, skipping two or three possible timelines. So as you see yourself from a higher perspective, you're moving through towards a different density. In that density, the path that you intended, the path that you set up prior to your birth also shifts. For instance, imagine that prior to your birth, you set up this life perfectly for you. Now, from that non-physical position, you had experiences that you wanted to experience in this life and that those experiences will be experienced. There is no getting around it. Whatever it is, you will experience. How you, the human, experiences it in joy, in suffering is up to you. It's up to your perspective. So let's just imagine there's a million timelines that could lead from birth to death. And in each and every one of these timelines, is those experiences. From a limited perspective, you will have an experience that you intended to have, and you will see it as horrible, terrible. It'll be suffering. From a higher perspective, you will have the same experience, and you'll see it as absolute joy and perfection and a magical moment you couldn't possibly plan for, an unimaginable experience. Well, we will say to you that each of these experiences is the same experience. Each of these experiences can be had in joy or in suffering. How you perceive yourself at that moment within that context 
in that area of your life determines how you will experience it. You will experience something in suffering if in that moment you're holding a limited perspective of yourself. You will experience something in joy if in that moment you have a high perspective of yourself. Now, most humans have high perspectives of themselves in one area and very limited perspectives of themselves in another area, and therefore their life is up and down and up and down and up. They're going through their day. They might have one experience in joy and two days later, one experience in immense suffering. It always has to do with their perspective of themselves in that area. As you raise your perspective, you access a new timeline. The experiences that you're going to have from this point forward will be in more joy because your perspective of yourself has shifted upwards. Now, there is a lot going on here. But just to say, generally speaking, that deja vu happens when you shift a couple, a couple notches, a couple notches. When you shift massive notches, you'll find yourself not really having deja vu anymore because they're not similar experiences to what they were before, to other possibilities. The same is true if you were to drop your perspective over the course of your life. But generally speaking, that does not happen and will not happen for those of you who are at this level, who are thinking this way. You are going from one timeline of experience in perspective to higher and higher and higher ones. You're shifting probably more massively than that. If you're new to this information, if you're new to this way of thinking, you'll have deja vus that are sort of similar. If you are having quantum leaps in perspective through the activation, through courses that you take, through some experiences that you're having where you're seeing things from a higher perspective, you will shift timelines so radically that there's no there is no deja vu to be had because they are not similar to the ones slightly above or slightly below. As you get to see now, though, that when you're having these experiences of deja vu and you notice it and you can sort of feel something in there, you can take this as evidence that you are indeed shifting. There could be people who don't have any experience of deja vu because they're really not shifting their perspective any more than would be useful. Usual. They're not doing anything to shift their perspective. They're holding on to limitations. And some experience may happen here and there to just them up a little bit or down a little bit, but generally they're on the same path. Those of you who are experiencing lots of deja vu are shifting slowly higher and gradually higher and gradually. But when you get to the point where you've had an activation or two or three or four and you've taken a course or two, you will not have as many deja vus, if any at all, because where you have shifted higher in that perspective or higher in that density, there is nothing on either side of it that you might have experienced. So you will not see that again. And of course, there is way more going on here. A lot of the deja vus experiences are set up specifically to show you that you possibly could have predicted the future. It is the sequences of event, whether they lasted for a split second or a couple seconds, you get the impression that, ooh, if I just had a little bit more time, I could have known the TV was going to turn on or that someone was going to walk in the room. 
when you are moving vastly upwards in perspective, there is nothing close to any experience. And you will naturally, without even trying, to you'll naturally be in less fear and see things from the higher perspective. This is why the courses and especially activation for those who are starting out brand new are so valuable. Imagine that you are at a perspective high enough where someone invites you to be part of an activation. You aren't following the, these teachings. You're not really understanding the laws of the universe. You're not really even caring about that. You're generally seeing reality at 3D, but you have this friend who invites you in and you are willing to act on that inspiration. That proves that this person is a vibrational match to this activation and that they're at a high enough perspective where their belief system is not so limited for them to be afraid of what this could be. So they go through the series of activations and they don't do anything else. They don't listen to a podcast. They don't read a book. They don't take a course. They don't do anything else. Naturally, they will be at a higher perspective. This then will allow them more access to their own inner self. They'll get more inspiration and it adjusts their belief systems automatically because they are, their body is receiving words of power, vibrations, energy clearing, all at the same time without them having to judge any part of it. It does not interfere with the belief system. Take that same person who is just on the threshold of possibly moving into a into a spiritual journey and give them a book. They won't understand it because their belief system is judging everything they read and obscuring the words and the messages for them. Give them a course, they will consider it nonsense. The fear will pop up. But because it's an activation and they cannot understand the words, they do not understand what's actually happening. There is no frame of reference and there's nothing whatsoever to fear about it because they're simply putting on headphones and listening to a beautiful message that they cannot understand. They get all the benefit of it. That then shifts their perspective enough where they're now able to receive inspiration for their inner self without the fear involved. Somehow, suddenly, their belief system has expanded. This is the entire key to a shift in perspective. The limited perspective holds on tightly to beliefs as a security blanket, keeping it safe. Limited perspective doesn't know anything, but believes it does. This idea, I know what's happening here, and what you're doing out there is woo-woo nonsense that is not helping anybody, is just control mechanism, just keeping them feeling safe. When they let go of that for an instant and allow in an activation to occur, there's certainly a vibrational match to this experience. They're on the threshold of it, but they still have a belief system that will not allow them to fully engage. The activation then opens that up. They shift into a timeline that's quite a bit higher than where they were. And now they've been jump-started into a potential to follow more inspiration. We got off the subject of deja vu, but we are on the subject of timelines, which is what this story is really about. The shifting in timelines 
Imagine there's a, these millions of timelines possible. They're all based in a perspective. And an activation shifts them from timeline 412 to timeline 432. They've just bumped up 20 timelines. And now their belief system and their perspective about themselves is different, but they don't know why. It just is. They didn't have to do anything to get there. Now that it's up, how they experience things is going to be significantly better. They have another one and another one and another one, and they allow the process. They think about how do I feel? What's the difference over the four activations I've had? And suddenly they have an interest in something they did not have an interest before. Suddenly they're open to possibilities they weren't were not open to before. And this is because quite literally the amount of fear that's present in that density level is much less than it was before. Suddenly, because they've raised in density, they feel better. The nagging complaints, physical ailments suddenly clear up. They see things more objectively. They're less complaining and therefore they feel better because there's less negative emotion. All these amazing benefits. And that's because you invited them and you in, and all of you invited somebody who you might have thought, well, they're going to think I'm crazy for doing this. You help them shift timelines so they're closer to where you are. Now you have more in common. Now you have a friend who's with you in this endeavor. But of course, if you have the fear of rejection, you will be shown a mirror to that. That's okay because the activations will raise your timeline as well, raise your density as well. You will go through rejection and realize with compassion, they just can't see you. They can't see what you're offering. They have no possible way of perceiving what you're perceiving. When you realize that and you assume, well, from that perspective, of course they're going to reject it because the rejection is based on a belief system that's so limited that it's causing them to be in fear of just about everything and causing them to think they know things. As you all endeavor to shift your perspectives upwards and upwards, you will come to the conclusion that you don't know that you do not know anything and that there is so much to learn and that you do not need to know anything because the knowing of something is not actually the security you think it is. It's the density. The density is what it's all about. And you get to that density through a shift in perspective. However you get there is fine with us. But if you want to make it easy, go with the flow of what's being offered and then share that with everyone you know. Because as you share it, you are moving past your fear, your belief of possible rejection. When you get on the other side of that fear, you will see a snowball effect of everything you truly want. And with that, we are complete. Thank you. Thanks, thank you. Joshua. Thank you, Joshua. Thank you, Joshua. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Joshua. Joshua has always said that there is a myth going on here. It's the myth of imperfection. In reality, everything is perfect. You could see this clearly if you were in the non-physical, because without fear, you would see the perfection. But this is why we're here. We're here to endeavor to see from the dark to the light, from the illusion to the truth, from the myth of imperfection to the reality of perfection. 
once you start seeing perfection, you will be led into some fantastically unimaginable experiences. And that's what our other podcast is all about. It's called An Unimaginable Life. Christy and I share our stories of unimaginable experiences. Plus, there's also Christy doing medium sessions and channeling white light and all that stuff. So check that out. We're on Podbean and Spotify. We're going to be in New York City on December 17th for live and in-person activation and energy clearing. If you're in town that weekend, send me an email to garybodley at gmail.com. I'll send you all the information for that event. There might be a couple spots as of the recording of this available for the activations group, which will be starting December 2nd. This is a easy thing to do. The activation program, it's a four-week program. You'll receive the recording of an activation for you, along with the special hurts to listen to while you're doing it. You receive it on the weekends. There'll be four of them, and you just listen to it in the privacy of your own home at your convenience sometime during the week. There will also be special meditations, and we have a group of about 100 people going through it for the first one. With this one comes a free ticket. You can bring a friend in for free or share the cost with them. It's inexpensive. It's $199. And if you'd like more information, send me an email to garybodley at gmail.com, and I'll send that to you as well. We also have two retreats coming up, one in February, one in May. It's May 2nd to the 6th. If you'd like information on that, also send me an email. Well, thanks so much for being here and like and subscribe and do all that wonderful stuff you do to put this podcast out there, share it with your friends, leave a comment, leave a review. That would really help us a lot. And we appreciate you. Until next time, have a wonderful week. Bye.